0: who has teenage boys too knows that they lie 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 that's all they do and you know how you know they're lying because their mouth is moving they lie but here's the thing sometimes you don't bust them with all of them and sometimes their lies are so good that you're almost proud of them you know what i mean you're like and don't do that again that's my fucking boys you know my son's best he ran a game on me ran a game on me my wife and i We went to Hawaii for vacation, and my parents came to stay with them. So when we come back, um, we get a direct TV bill a month later, and there's $200 worth of porn charges. And we're looking at the bill, right? My wife and I, and I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad, mad, right? The dude needs to be taught a lesson because porn is free. Like, how dumb do you have to be? I got porn in my pocket 24 hours a day. I'm worried about him as a human being if he's still paying for porn. That is the dumbest motherfucking shit I've ever heard of. I'm worried about him walking around in this world if he's still paying for porn. Like, how's he gonna do that?
1: Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by Denver, Colorado's leading voice actor, Elsie Fox. How are you this evening, Elsie? I am
2: excellent. Thank you for asking. Mm, nice. I like that. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so I dropped off the car at the body shop today, and I, you know, it was totally quiet in there as I dropped it off, because it was like eight in the morning.
1: Wait a second. Can I, can I guess? Did someone hear your voice and go, were you the fucking scarecrow?
2: They didn't, but they go, but they go, Hey, uh, this lady comes out from the back and I was hoping she was a lot hotter, but she just goes, do you do voiceover work? She's like, she's like, she's like, you just have that like radio voice. I'm like, yes, I do. And I was about to go into like, have you heard the blizzard of pod by the way?
1: But I decided to stop my at that work point. And, uh, here's my agent's number. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, did, yeah. oh,
2: actually, I do. I have this podcast. We talk about you talk about hard rock, and then she just turned around. <laughs> she did know that. Yeah, no, yeah. as done at that point. As soon as you say hard rock,
1: I, I, look, a uh, I, I sort of tie-in because it happened today. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you can see. I'm wearing a kiss mm-hmm. shirt. I, sure. I don't often uh, wear a kiss T-shirt to work, but today I said fuck it. Right. Uh, I opened the door, and a guy who uh, basically takes our blades from our cutters and sharpens them is there. And he's like, hey, big Kiss fan I see. And mm-hmm. it dawned on me that, oh, wait, I'm wearing a Kiss shirt. And I said, yeah, yeah I guess I am. You? And he's like, no, not really. <laughs> noise. Like, he sounded like he wanted to talk Kiss, and I was a little right. concerned. And I'm like... Just grab the blades and leave. You know, uh, nice guy. But uh, anyway, uh, see, I, I'm not surprised you. I'm. I'm actually more surprised you don't get that comment too often. You do have a good radio voice, and when I say radio voice, a, a, a resonating, clear tone, not the goofy voice guy. You actually yes. do have a nice delivery, and uh, I think it's uh, other yeah. than uh, your laugh, which seems to be divisive. It's about a 50-50 <laughs> a thing. <laughs> uh, I'm a fan, as you know, but uh, right. uh, but but your actual voice is, is is much smoother and cleaner than myself.
2: Yeah, I've I've heard that that I would be a success if I didn't have the laugh and if I had better <laughs> content. <laughs>
1: The what delivery you, is great. It Sounds though. like a shot at me because you steal all my stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, is that right? Yeah, it is. Well, fifty percent, just like just like Gene and Paul, right? Like you said, the check. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: right. You donate a check. Technically, half of it came from the other guy. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, I, all I'm getting at is that, like, if your material is the reason you're not successful, that means I that's I'm the right. problem. Uh, yeah. Because it's well, all my said, shit anyway.
2: They said, well, they were just basing that off of Blizzard and po- of Pod. But... Mm,
1: speaking of that, let's uh, segue into that. Now everybody's <laughs> had a chance to hear it. Uh, if you haven't, go check it out. Our Halloween episode 2022, The Cat's Out of the Bag, is a parody of Wizard of Odd called Blizzard of Pod. Uh, this, You know, the, the basic synopsis is... is... I don't know, Just it's a fucking parody, man. Uh, go go check it out. We had uh, a lot of our friends join us. Uh, my, my question to you is then, uh, did you enjoy all the cameos that I had lined up? I did not tell you, Gene, or Andy who they were. At the last second, I caved because I couldn't come up with what in my head was a <coughs> convincible lie of mm-hmm. like... No, no, no. I'm just going to do all these voices as, we, as I edit. But that's what uh, you said. I know. But I, I started panicking like, God, that's, such a, that's a horrible lie. It makes, makes no sense. Uh, but anyway, what did you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, we haven't talked since it came out. You've been a very busy man. I have been. But with that said, the
2: uh, I do have some concerns on the script, if I could, if I could <laughs> share them with you. Yes? Are these plot holes? <laughs> Well, first, it's called Blizzard of Pod, and we keep referencing a tornado. Why not having a blizzard? Why couldn't Why couldn't uh, Andy shit his pants in the blizzard?
1: Believe it or not, I love that idea. I, I hmm. think in hindsight, um, it would have it would have uh, it would have definitely helped you with the title because mm-hmm. uh, you, know, uh, you like things to make absolute perfect sense. Listen, but actually, I think the fact that we're in Minnesota. It's in Minnesota. It would have been
2: perfect. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if it's if if the song title has some words in it, the words better be in the fucking song, man. That's all I'm saying. Like I'm waiting for a blizzard last minute. I'm
1: I'm officially going to be George Lucas, seeing the shit out of this thing. But let me hear the rest of your ideas, because maybe you're onto something here.
2: No, that's it. I just want you to re-edit the whole thing and not make tornado sound. Well, I could probably use the same sound
1: effect, and we just call it a, (laughs) a blizzard, right?
2: Oh yeah, for George Lucas,ing it. Let's see.
1: Um, well, can we just? Is that... That's actually the only thing I have. You know, the, the... <laughs> I actually, because I had to hear it so much, two things happened. One, I started getting real nitpicky about the delivery of certain lines that I heard fifty times. Uh, but the, the 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 big thing is that like I caught some plot holes. And I'm mm. like, oh my god, that doesn't make any sense. If nobody's going to pay attention, of course. But you know, when you, you're so invested in this thing and you're listening to it over, and you are like, oh fuck, I forgot that I actually said that in eight scenes ago. Now I get why it happens in movies.
2: No, I mean, I mean, I, I think it's like, um... oh Jesus Christ, hold on for a second. What is the name of the fucking uh, movie that uh, that made that one guy famous with the goddamn. Uh, um... It's like the most revered movie of all time, and it came out in, like, 1935. It's the, It has the... It, the Human uh, Centipede 2?
1: <laughs> no! <laughs> um, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Uh, God uh, damn it! The fucking sled yeah, is like the it's, thing. Yeah, uh, and what the rosebud is the name of the sled. Citizen uh, yes. Kane. You
2: know, you remind me we of we can't cut young... that out now. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're just gonna keep going. We're gonna have that long pause. Yeah, you, the Kane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <Simpson Cain>. <laughs>
2: You know, you remind me of a young. Uh, what was that? Orson Welles. Orson Welles.
1: Got... I'm a young Orson Welles. I like. that. I'm fucking taking that,
2: man. Okay, like that. Like right out the gate, you 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 steal somebody else's work. You you make a parody of it. You're like you're like the Orson the Orson Welles version of Weird Al Yankovic. You know, you're making a parody of something something that already exists. What do you think of that?
1: Mm, very, very. That that's actually pretty good. I I don't think there is a a, a strong continuity between the two stories though, other than. The characters in A Brick Road. Uh, things, Yo, things are very different. Very No, very I different.
2: mean, there's definitely not a Waffle House in the original. Well, that's what I'm getting at. There wasn't as many midgets. There's was this mini mm-hmm. kiss. But, but in all seriousness, though, uh, if we could pull back the curtain a little bit. the I do want to say, can I, can I give you my opinion on how, can we reveal how this was kind of, kind of like given to us that morning?
1: Yeah. Let me check here real quick. One second.
2: Yes, that's, that that will be
1: allowed. Yes, yeah.
2: Okay, great. So these scripts were delivered. Uh, w- did you just give it to him fresh that morning? Yeah, they got. Your uh, house? They
1: all got their. You know, but uh, just truth be told, that's how Andy got it the first time. He never saw it. And uh, Gene got it because he 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 recorded it at his home. But Gene and Andy recorded it at my house this time, so I just handed them to him. You got yours in the mail.
2: Right, but but nobody saw it until that morning.
1: Correct. Yeah. Now, the, unlike the f- last year, that was actually planned this time. That and uh, that there would not, you would not know what the story was going to be. What the only thing I told you guys, and maybe it, if I'm stepping on you, let me know, was that you were going to be par- we were going it was going to be a parody, and mm-hmm. you were going to playing characters, but as yourself, someone self aware that they are now this character. That's all I told you guys.
2: That's it. So I would just, my only creative input is that I would have liked to have actually opened it a week or a few, at least a day prior, because we actually, what we did that morning, just so everybody knows is essentially what's called a table read. Mm -hmm. Like if you're, like, if you just go in there and you're like, just here's a script, we're going through this the first time, because I would have liked to inhabit the shithead character that I was to really to deliver my lines a little better in retrospect.
1: That's all. Oh, I, you know, when I, I, I wasn't calling you out when I made that line because I, it was, I had the luxury of redoing about three of my lines because I'm like, I just, that's not the delivery. But you, you're trying to direct and yeah, yeah. also to perform and pay attention to things. But uh, I think the, the, the funnest part was trying to get Andy mad. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell the listener this, and, and you you can you can confirm this. If there is one thing that Andy Shaw is not comfortable with, on it's like it is the most any un, level uh, the most unnatural thing for him to be is angry. Yeah, uh, even pretending. Uh, and, and you hear some of that in the outtakes, but trust me that that was the longest edit chunk as far as time. Cutting up, trying to find, because uh, I think it took us about 10 minutes to just get those three lines.
2: <laughs> you know what I thought though, when you kept Ten giving him stage?
1: Burns! <laughs> Lick no. your balls!
2: When you were giving Andy stage direction, I thought, is this possibly going to be the first? Because for Andy, I think that it, at some point, he's going to be pushed over the edge where he finally snaps
1: and then he and really finally snaps. goes
2: nuts. And I was, like, I was like, okay, he is such a nice guy. A genuine person that I was like, is he is Baco? Cause you were hit
1: again, again,
2: again. And I was like, at some point, am I going to see him just start chopping you and Gene up in little pieces? <laughs> like, like actually <laughs> see online uh. this, because that's the thing. I, I think that that's the kind of Andy's the kind of guy that he was, he's perfect until somebody just pushes him too far.
1: Uh, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, he, he definitely gives up because he's so fucking nice. And we've seen so many of those psycho characters played in like a horror kind of movie or mm-hmm. a thriller. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, you kind of might get led in that direction, but I think what we found out that day is that there's almost no chance of that happening. No. Uh, I mean, because <laughs> he was pushed to the edge there a little bit, and he he, he was smiling every fucking minute. So yeah. uh, with that said, I would like to say thank you to you, Andy, Gene Vogel, and all the people that that helped out uh, and helped keep it a secret, too. I tried to tell all the... And, and the best thing is that they all got a little bit of the script ahead of time, but they only got what they... Read so they didn't get to hear like the, the whole story. So, like, when I'm recording with Matt Porter, he's only doing that scene. And then Matt didn't uh, care for the audio quality because he had to record at home, um, yeah. and it, at the last minute. And mm-hmm. he said, I won't he offered to do it again and said, go for it. And he went into the studio without me kind of reading back and forth with him, and that's what you hear is is him reading those lines. So, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff, I think it'd be fun to try to get uh, some of the people that that contributed in and do like an episode where we actually break this one down because there was a lot of moving parts and I think people might enjoy kind of hearing how the sausage was made on that one with with all these people. So we'll figure something out on that down the line. The the reason I'm stopping there is that I just... uh, if, if that happens, I'd like to save a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff for that. So, uh, thank you to everybody. Everybody did a great job. I really appreciated it. Uh, the edit was a lot of fun, and uh, it was, uh, it was just hilarious to kind of listen back. I've been very happy with the, the, the feedback. I'm glad people like it. Please, if you did like it, sh- you know, click like, give us a rating, do that with all of our episodes. Share this mo- motherfucker, man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you could just give us a rating, it actually does help out the show on each episode, whatever you want to do it's an easy and free way to help out us and uh, continue to make the kind of this kind of you know the show man basically you know i'm going to throw out there right now
2: and i haven't even discussed this with you Mm. but i'm going to tell the 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 people this will be a push and pull but next year's will be an original (laughs) screenplay by both of us we're g- we are going to
1: work together on something. Yeah, there's zero chance that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <fine. laughs> Why don't I just turn the whole project over to you?
2: Uh, oh no, <laughs> I just all I want is me to me to be allowed to, to name it and then get uh, equal co-writing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's next? Yeah, then you go into some some song about love. So that works. I like that idea.
0: day where i can feel again i'm taking all the chances that i can now look at what i have become too scared to lose control i'm making all the choices that It's the moment of my life This is the moment of my life No second chances, no goodbyes I feel...
1: As because you know we are respected rock journalists and we Mm -hmm. like to keep the listeners uh, you know uh, up on all the good stuff that we do here. Yes. Uh, So the rumor was last time we recorded that John Five was going to be replacing Mick Mars, uh, who uh, they didn't really give a reason. We we all assume it's just because he's old and uh, doesn't want to you know go out and tour anymore. Which would be understandable because you know I think around the same time Motley was like, "Yeah, fucking twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four, we got mm-hmm. tours around
3: the world." Um, he's <laughs> like,
1: "Son of a bitch," and he's like, "You guys go on without... So that was the assumption. That's kind of been cleared up now. Mick retired the night before we were, we are recording this, and a couple hours before we started tonight, it was announced uh, basically that uh, John Five is going to be replacing him. And Motley Crue had their own little like we love you Mick kind of t- kind of post. As a matter of fact, I have it right in front of me. If you'd like me to read it, please do. All right. While change is never easy, we accept Mick's decision to retire from the band due to his challenges with with his health. We have walked. We have watched Mick manage his let's just call it uh, boneitis uh, for decades It's just a hard word to pronounce, people. My
3: only regret is that I have. Bonitis.
1: for decades and he has always managed it with the utmost courage and grace to say enough is enough is the ultimate act of courage i think i think uh, tommy wrote this mix sound helped define yes, Motley very Crew. Uh, from the minute he plugged in his guitar at a very first rehearsal the rest they say is history will continue to honor his musical legacy here's my favorite part we will carry out Mick's wish
3: my only regret is that i have
1: and continued to tour the world as planned in 2023. And John 5 chimed in a little, or they threw in a quote from him. I'm honored to carry on Mick's Legacy and looking forward to playing these songs. So Now we know it's official. I have a little more thoughts on on John 5 as a guitar player. Before I get into that, I'm going to kind of kick it to you. Uh, My first question for you is that like the the stories I saw, it's It it made very clear that Mick was retiring only from touring to my response to that is what else is there? Uh, I don't know. This doesn't really help clarify that. It was kind of like when Peter Chris from uh, retired from playing live after 10 years of not playing live. (laughs) Right. You know, I, I don't know what motley Crue could do uh, maybe he's just saying I'm, I'm retaining ownership so when you buy a t-shirt i still get my 25 god cut. damn right uh, which 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 he absolutely should uh, that that would not be kicking them but anyway um take it from wherever you want i threw a lot of vomit out there for you Well, thank you yeah first off i just want to say that i i really enjoy your your use of the word bonitis <laughs> uh, from the um, TV show uh, Futurama, one of my favorite episodes, <laughs> bone
2: uh which uh, Tommy refused to is rab- rad bone fusing, mm, I believe. Nice, yes. But, but yeah, man. I mean, listen,
1: I it's actually, also known as being old as shit. You know. Uh, sure. I'm wearing but, a copper fit sleeve on my knee right now, uh, Mick. I'm I'm half your age. Yeah. Listen, things aren't going.
2: I, I here's here's where I think that, that Mick Mars's world has been in the last seven years. Okay, two thousand and fifteen, fucking uh, Vince croaks his last syllable on stage and passes out in the back room, you know, and, and everything like that. And Mick is like, "Hell's yeah, painkillers and not going on tour. We're officially retired." I don't think any of this resurgence of like, hey, listen, you're still in the band, man. Right. Right, bro. Hey, bro. we ready to go on the road, bro? Like, do you think that I I don't think that he wanted to go back out. I don't think you say that he looks forward to it. I think at this point he's like, it is painful. It's all this. Just the fact that he am just happy came you, back. you
1: actually listen to me there for a second.
2: That is true. <laughs>
1: well, I, do listen to, I listen to the edits sometimes. Yeah,
2: okay. the, that was the uh, edit. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's why I listened to it. Right. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I, I had to. Oh, yeah. Touche. Uh, anyway, so Touche didn't work there. Uh, so, anyway, kind of did. Uh, eh. So, I think that this is him finally saying, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm done. And here's the thing that's interesting about this: John Five.
1: It, uh, enough's enough. New album drops November 11th. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> enough's enough. New album dropping in November 11th. You're just mentioning that I, I don't see how that. You connects. said enough's enough. Oh. <laughs> and sorry. it gives me an opportunity to drop in a Camaro. Live. <laughs> okay, perfect. carry on. I interrupted you. Okay.
2: And. I mean, I guess, I guess the fact that John 5 is, is so talented that he can mimic everything the way it needs to be and he's a, known, he's a known name and it's not like you're just having this random person that's in there. So I guess it makes sense that way for PR. But for if I'm John 5, how long does this contract last? How boring is that kind of is it really exciting for me? Is it really gonna do that? I mean, it's it's interesting. Here's the thing. I think it's neutral, kind of like I said that last time. It doesn't make me want to go any more. And I don't think as a fan, I don't want I don't think it would make me want to go any less to the average fan. So it actually business wise, I guess it makes sense.
1: Yeah. I guess I, I, I can explain it from his angle because you know, we're talking basically a summer tour a few months out of the year, playing songs that he could probably learn in about twelve minutes. Yeah. Um, He's just he really is, you know, one of the most talented guitar players on the planet. And then you have all these things in your life that mean something to you. You know what I mean? Uh, I it's like me. I go to work at a print shop so I can sit here and talk to you. Yeah, I I, I can afford this luxurious basement that I'm in. You know what I mean? And so that's what John five is doing here. He's taking the money. Uh, doing a cash cow tour, you know, because he, he's not going to be like uh, the guys in Motley or, or, or maybe even the Def Leppard guys. I, I believe it's the same package there as far as the, the co-headliners, mm-hmm. um, where there's a chance that they might lose something. Most of their money is probably guaranteed as far as promotion, but but the upside there. But he's, he's a contracted employee. But that that has to be a big enough payday where he goes, well, fuck, this, this is going to make it a lot easier for me to do all these other things when I want to do them. So that, I think that's where it comes in.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, it, and I'm sure he, it is genuine that he was a fan growing up. He gets to play in a band that you know that
1: maybe anybody at least who's a musician though, right. and, and, and fucking listens to Vince Neil sing and thinks, there you go. I want to be in that band. Understood. Yeah, not not a chance. No, but oh oh, I'm sorry. There's six zeros on this check. I would love to join this band. Yes, right. I I, I get that. That's just gonna be a weird thing. To to
2: be going from from an outsider coming in and being like, okay, this is the the shit version of the the, the what I grew up loving too.
1: Yeah. If they if
2: he was a fan, and they're not going to be creating
1: any new music that you wouldn't no. think anyway. No, I got I, yeah, got, I have then, a couple recommendations know. on who could have been better than John Five. Now that we're kind of had a little time to marinate on it, um, well, one uh, th- this one, I, if I was in Motley Crue, I would say hell no even though I think musically and even visually is a a good fit. Because you know what? I think John 5 is not going to be fun to look at. I I, I think he plays the guitar way too close to his tits for a a nice fucking 80s metal band. You know, (laughs) as great as he is, that just doesn't look cool. With Rob Zombie, you can kind of hide it with the lights in the show and stuff. But no, uh, Tracy Guns would be the fucking perfect fit for what they're doing. Hmm. But. I'm not fucking dropping that kind of money on a guy who's canceled two shows in the last summer because it was hot.
3: He are played a t- show, you- oh, not
1: canceled, canceled one, played one in a bathroom. I would go for that. If I do traits now, that is a kicker.
2: I would go to the show just to see if some kind of terrible thing would well, happen. Well, you and from I would, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, saying yeah. if I'm yeah. Yeah. Vince or no. Nikki,
1: I'm like, no. I'm, I'm, this, is, no. this is real money, man. You know, you, yeah, you, you, guy's- we, we can't have this guy. The other one would be the obvious, uh, and I'm kind of curious why, why we, especially because they picked the guy like John 5, uh, that, uh, oh, that that dude from uh, 6 a.m., uh, DJ Ashba.
2: Ooh, too much of a d- – that's true. He was part of the camp. I think that it's a PR reason that people know he's too douchey. I fucking can't stand that guy. <laughs> I don't care how talented he is. You know
1: what? Listen to my interview with John 5. That's all I'm going to say there.
2: Mm. Okay. <laughs> I
1: don't uh, remember him. I don't remember him throwing shade at him. Um, let's just say he bit. he uh, he did his best to uh, basically get through twenty eight minutes of talking to Baco without like just being outright kind of like yeah yeah. Oh, you're saying you didn't like your interview? I thought he was nice. He was. He was very nice. Yes.
2: Okay. All right. Well, Almost I'm just saying, I'm, but I, nice. I will tell you that that, that John Fives. On stage, persona is less douchey than
1: six AMs. Oh, you know what? Actually, I mean, I DJ mean, uh, Ashba does, does nothing DJ. Uh, to irritate me as a player really? when he's on stage. Okay. Okay. I, I think he. I, if anything, I think John Five's makeup is sillier than than uh, DJ because DJ likes to lay lay on the guy liner, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not saying he's not a douche, but I'm like, you know what? You, you know this guy. He's kind of that type of player. Um, where he can kind of just meld and and fit and do anything like a John Five can, um, but I do think Tracy Guns would sound wise be the perfect guy. You know what?
2: Can I is is that your? Because I have one other one. Yeah,
1: what do you got? Perfect. That's all I had there. So the one
2: that I thought would be just slide in there and think make things go smooth would have been West Borland of uh, (laughs) of Limp Biscuit, with a contract that said half the songs have to be Limp Biscuit too. You know, and th- like same kind of crowd and intelligence level and, and everything like that and, and everything like that and break stuff. And it's easier in and, and, and Vince's register to do some Fred Durst and everything. Plus, he's right. got the makeup. Come on.
1: Uh, uh, this is why you and I can't uh, creatively write a script together. Uh, if, oh, <laughs> if I'm going to make a joke, uh, I'm going to go with something more like uh, Billy Joe Armstrong from. uh uh, Green Day, have, have, I don't know because it's ridiculous. It, or, no, oh, I think. Oh, how I about think uh, uh, oh, the the hot meme going around is John Mayer? Um, mm, yeah. Or how about
2: that? How about that guy from uh, uh, Primus? <laughs> just a bassist, just an extra bassist.
1: <laughs> you need. Some, you know what? It would be refreshing to, to see Metallica where the bass player was actually actually playing. Yeah. Come on. No, no, no! You, you missed my joke there. Oh, no, I know.
2: I got it. I just didn't laugh.
1: No, you didn't get it.
2: You said that would be refreshing if they had a bass player
1: that was actually playing. Yeah. Well, That's you, what you said. Yeah. You, you, you processed it after the fact. I didn't process it. I heard it live. <laughs> yeah. That, That's that right. was not the joke. Uh, the I can play fake bass while was listening. The joke.
2: I've said this over and over again to all everybody I know. I can play fake
1: bass still <laughs> listening to you. Uh, fair enough. Uh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel bad now. Uh, I, I didn't realize you were that uh, ambidextrous. All right. Well, uh, hey, real quick. You know what? Uh, looks like you're having a beer too. We haven't done an evening recording in quite some time. Should we share with the listeners what we're drinking? Yes. Uh, well. Do you, want to, do, you want to, <laughs> do you want to shock anybody? Go ahead. Yours first? Oh, uh, you want to do it that way? Okay, yes. I'm drinking a beer uh, called Before I Die, Ooh. and it is a... Uh, it. Uh, Surly. Yeah, nice. Surly, a local brewer. Um, mm-hmm. Craft logger. Uh, and this is a, a catchphrase of a Vikings podcast, uh, oh. and it's about the Vikings winning the Super Bowl. Anyway, uh, Gene brought a four-pack over. We watched the first game of the season together. And I've enjoyed it, and they've won every game that I've had a, a can uh, watching it. I, I will. I know where you're going with your your, your hot take there. I will be uh, switching to Coors Light once this uh, glass is empty. But uh, I op- I'm opening up with the old Surly. I do enjoy it. It's, it's actually very tasty. Nice. I'm proud of you. Uh, I think that uh, if you got, found yourself a craft
2: pilsner, you might enjoy it. Or you don't think so? There's a couple. Only.
1: Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Let, uh, any, carry on. Whatever. What do you got anyway, there, Elsie? I got
2: this specifically because I knew we were recording tonight. I figured you'd like the name.
1: Throwing haze, Nice. hey, hey another, so we're both local. You, That's this Denver beer company. Yep. Oh, but it is a hot IPA. Boy, can you, <laughs> hold up. Like, do, you, do you have any left in the glass? It looked like you might have been running low. Uh, I, I want to just like, oh, well, I can see through the glass now, but. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, it's a purple can, so I'll, I'll take mm-hmm. it as a win for the bikes too. There you go. Perfect. I'm going to get another one. Mob is back, LC. You might have heard that on the light version of our show, New Noise over there at Decibel Geek. And yes, Chris, that is the last cheap shot I'm going to give you on that. <laughs> uh, thank you for playing along. Cobras
2: fire Firelight. And, 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 and uh, as Aaron Delicious. Camaro
1: correctly uh, pointed out during the roast, or at least he he challenged me a little bit, like. We did not invent talking about rock news. We
2: we did uh, not uh, yeah. invent talking about the news, no.
1: Anyway, uh Lynch Mob is back. Then this this actually resonates with me because anybody that listened to my last interview with George Lynch, which is also going to be my last interview with George Lynch. Uh, he was actually a little shitty with me because it was news at the time. And I asked him about it. He's like, would you like to talk about, you know, you know I, you're know, you dropping the name Lynch Mob. The Lynch Mob uh, opening for docking Tour was canceled because of COVID. Uh, you, you've since decided to stop using the Lynch Mob name if I got that right. But are you still going to do some sort of tour with docking at, at some point? <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, We're, we've got a show coming up together in June. I don't know what I'm calling the band yet, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, and for anybody that doesn't know, you want to elaborate on, on what the, your reasoning for uh, basically <laughs> dumping the name? Oh, very obvious, right? And that was the answer I got.
2: Yeah, I remember that because right after that I heard the laundry going.
1: Yeah, no, that was the episode, the, the interview before. The, right after that, he started like uh, rehearsing the solo for Breaking the Chains. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I
2: forgot it was. I forgot it was the noodling. That was the episode. So apparent, a lot of stuff going on.
1: So apparently, he decided that nobody gave about him or his career as it was. So why not have this name that may be offensive because nobody, no one cares.
2: <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's more surprising to me that I held on to it for as long as I did, considering,
1: you know,
3: kind of my worldview of belief system. I just sort of just kind of looked the other way and rationalized it. But then as things have heated up to the point that they have now,
2: I just, you know, which is the wrong reason to, I mean, it's never the wrong reason to do the right thing, but I, you know, I follow you. Conflicted, you know. I mean, I get it. Okay, it is my name and all that, but that—that's no excuse. That's the whole world. It's—it's it's an overcorrection. Whatever. Who the it's fuck cares? It's a pun
1: based on his name, and if he didn't yeah. get that, you know, I just—I never really understood it. But um, look, but at the same time, but now it's back. I, I'm giving him more crap for it being back than getting rid of it. If he wanted to get rid of it and he felt compelled to do so because of some personal conviction, good for you. That is how a grown it. up handles this stuff. Bringing it back with this lazy excuse that he he threw out there after fucking also being kind of a chastising dick to me about it. Right. It's like you know, it's like well, you know, well, fuck you, you know what I mean? It's just like you had one good record and a bunch of pretty mediocre music, basically. Ever since, and that's not just Lynch Mob; it's almost anything he's done. So
2: right, no, that's it's 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 quite silly. Just he should have just kept it the entire time. Bringing it back looks silly.
1: Yeah, don't you agree? Especially when Come he on. go, he literally look. He explains it and fleshes it out more. But what when you read it, what he's saying is that like no one knew who Lynch Mob was when I changed the name, except for this small group of people who don't care, and they were upset. That I changed it, so I changed it back. It's like, well, if they care that much, do they care that you basically never have the same guys in the band anyway? Yeah, you know, it's, whatever. It's just, it's just, just call yourself George Lynch. It would make more sense and play I, I, play whatever you yeah. want. I, see, I'm super confused because does that mean
2: that when he's touring, he's now playing Lynch Mob songs only under that, or is he playing all? Just is he yeah, just when he tours a lynch, a lynch
1: mob, he typically he'll throw a Dawkins song in there. Sure, um, okay, but uh yeah, but you know, I'm not sure. Uh, again, it's almost a difference without distinction. That's why it seems to make more sense to just just go be a Lynch mob or a George Lynch, I should say. It must be interesting being being somebody like George Lynch that
2: has that that talent, that uh, but that cannot really harness it into one project. And I don't mean that is a joke. I mean it is, is like like I'm guessing that Lynch Mob went I don't think it went platinum. And no, then maybe no, maybe no it went way. fucking gold. If no, did it go gold I the first think album.
1: So. Not, no.
2: I remember I remember having it and, yeah. and like I never had the second one. And like
1: but each <laughs> I, I, I'm over here mocking him. I think I owned three of their six records. Okay. And they had
2: the rap rock version of it at some point and and all that. But like, how many, if you want to put a number on it right now, if you want to do an over and under, from Lynch Mob forward, how many albums, projects, whatever you want to call them, bands, has he had since, I think Lynch Mob came out in 91,
1: 92. It was was, was 92 to 92 somewhere in there i think it was sooner than 92 though but so but let's say 90 it's so 32 years
2: yeah 32 years how many albums slash projects has he had
1: that is george lynch led if it's 32 years that's 64 records (laughs) i think that's too many no i would say some of the neighborhood of 20 to 30 yeah I mean, what do you give got? Me, you give got, me a number. Me, a couple I'll, I'll
2: look it up later. We'll, we'll, you know we'll, what? How
1: I'll, about this? 18 um, at least, uh, not counting Lynch Mob. I think you throw the Lynch Mob stuff on top of that. He's had a couple solo including. solo records. He's had that. Oh, I, God, I don't know. No, no, no. no. I'm saying including
2: Lynch Mob, how many things? Since 22. From Lynch? I'm gonna
1: go with a solid 22. We'll we'll confirm in the next episode. Okay,
2: well, mine is that actually was going to be my number, so we'll just say we'll find out if we're right or wrong. That was actually the number I was going to put out, but it is amazing though. Think about that, just like this mm. barf. I mean, we're both creative people. Depending on the quality that comes out, that's your opinion. But the whole, <laughs> the the whole thing is we create, and and, and the and it. But but my thing, my whole thing about that is could you live like that? I just think it's an interesting psychoanalysis where you can just like just keep basically shitting out stuff and then fucking, as soon as it's out, it's almost like you're done with it. It's not even your child anymore. Like, fuck you. Like, he basically had 22 orphans out and just put out into the world.
1: Yeah, because he doesn't that- tour on any of these projects other than Lynch Mob and occasionally jumping up on stage with Dokken. Um But yeah, you, 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 it's a solid point for me. I'm always thinking of like, who keeps giving you money? Yeah, like like you know what? We need a George Lynch with this Australian singer. Mm-hmm. Let's just do that, and then I'll pay for it. Because uh, you know, otherwise, like what? I don't know. Hey, well, that that's all I'm just trying to 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 think about. Like,
2: is that satisfying? Is it satisfying? Or is it was almost like almost like it almost seems like him putting out albums is like taking a huge creative dump and then getting out of your system, and now I'm going to go on to the next thing, because I love the creation, but I give a fuck about pushing it forward. Like, once it's done, it's done.
1: Well, a lot of artists don't really get into the commerce end of stuff, and they they struggle at that. For me, I always felt that George is more of a, um, I don't know, uh, like a schizophrenic robot. He just, (laughs) this is all I do, you know, uh, play these... these, This is what I'm
2: programmed to do. I must put on an album every 7.5 months.
1: Okay. Hey, I, I did have a thought on the Motley Crue thing I wanted to touch on. You mind if I Go circle ahead. back to that? Please. Uh, there is a singer and songwriter who uh, are singer and gu- uh, guitar player who can still sing. So we can, because re- I think that's the big thing. What are we going to do with Vince? Mm-hmm. And he knows how to play guitar. And bonus. He used to be in Motley Crue. Why not pull in John Karabi back, go as a th- power trio? Boom. Problem solved. I just saved Motley Crue 25% of their uh, re- <laughs> revenue salary. Man, I almost
2: think it should be that all concerts are promoted with Vince Neal's face, but when you get there, it's Karabi, but you're not disappointed. <laughs> it's like the cold kiss thing. Only they for had the, the one
1: song, Yeah. And then, like, by the end of the first song, you're like, oh, this is actually a lot better. <laughs>
2: no, I'm saying that he's playing all all their hits, like, with his voice, because he had to, like...
1: Right, uh, but you might be disappointed when you show up, because I love Vince, go! And then, like, you see this guy yeah. who's not Vince. But right. then by the end of the song, you're like, oh, well, this is all right. singers a great white once again i mean this is almost like a, uh, like an annual thing now they have a new singer uh have you heard this <laughs> i i've heard that you know take it from here
2: all i know is it's a young man who can sound like jack russell but i have not seen the video so it sounds like you've actually checked out some of this
1: uh yeah well i only the, the headlines in the news story i actually um uh what's his name uh mark Kendall's wife and I are friends on Facebook. She mm. shared a video of the singer supposedly filling in uh for one show and but she was her she was heaping so much praise on this guy who was supposedly just covering for the the normal singer'cause he he had a prior commitment or something like that. That it, that it kind of got you going, yeah, within a week. Uh, uh, Brandy Carlisle. Brandy Carlisle, yes. Famous country uh, female singer is the... Oh, hold on. Hold on. What? Turns out I have that wrong. It is not Brandy Carlisle, uh, known country singer, uh, fronting Great White. It's a guy named Brett Carlisle. Okay. Brett Carlisle, yes. Stealing a joke out of the L.C., Fox playbook there, I like uh, it. Yeah, I yeah. I enjoyed
2: it because you know it was it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Pretty
1: bad. I've never heard of this guy, uh, it, but uh, I didn't think the guy they had, Andrew Freeman, uh, who I think was he in Lynch Mob.
3: <laughs> oh God! I, th-
2: I think in Lynch Mob you only can have three letters in your first
1: name. Mm. I'm not sure I get that joke. Oni, isn't his name? Oh, Oni? Oni. Well, yeah, Oni has been in and out. Yeah. Hmm. They've, so the, Lynch Mob has had about 72 singers. So, Just know I have a lot of jokes involving number of letters and names. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's one of the reasons I, I keep going back to the well with you on this stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Brett, Brett Carlisle apparently is. He, now, he does not have the teeth. Um,. And uh, yeah, I haven't heard much from Mitch Mitch Malloy now that I'm thinking about it.
2: Yeah, he's still he's still like trying to recoup his investment in those videos for the Van Halen experience. Hmm.
1: Now, in a, in an actual fun event that kind of recently here, Jack Russell and Terry. I always I have no idea how to pronounce this guy's name. I think it's Elu, the guy who originally replaced Jack Russell in Great White. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a storytellers show together, and I'm like, oh, storytellers, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of impl- like an acoustic kind of storytellers thing where I-, I never got to see any footage of it, but I'm guessing, uh, I would hope anyway that if I paid for a ticket to see that, that I'd hear some fucking smack, man. I want to hear some fucking Jack Ke- or uh, Mark Kendall bullshit, man. That's right. Audie DeBro, he's a fucking pile of shit. Great white
2: storytellers. It's also uh, called what you read to go to sleep.
1: Hmm. I wonder if uh, the, uh Mitch Malloy priced himself out of the that show <laughs> like that. Jack Russell, Terry Lu, and uh, uh, Mitch Malloy. All three of those guys were almost in Van Halen. All of them, yes. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather see front Van Halen? Out of those three,
2: give me my choices again.
1: Uh, it's our boy Mitch, Terry mm-hmm. Alou, mm-hmm. and Jack Russell. Now, keep in mind, it has to be them currently, not in their heyday. Wow i I that, would that really only penalizes one guy out of those three. By the way, <laughs> I, I I think
2: i would I would like to see just Jack Russell, just because it would be quite funny. You know, he he would be in good voice, and nothing would make sense. He's my right?
1: favorite singer of those three. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, like
2: you would get up there and just you uh, would. Uh, I mean, think of running with a devil with Jack Russell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> He'd add some soul not to it. Not slow running. it down.
2: It wouldn't be running. It would be yogging with a juggle. Yeah, jogging with a uh, devil. I'll redo that. I think speed walking with a the devil. Ooh, there we go.
1: One of the bands that uh, you definitely turned me on to, LC, as uh, one of the the better metal acts out right now is uh, Five Finger uh, Punching Bag. Uh, No, it's Five (laughs) Finger Durst Punch. Five Finger uh, Donkey Punch? Durst Punch. Mm. Or Donkey Punch, whatever. All right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Ivan Moody, uh, who is, but uh, he's a, he's a colorful character. I love the video of him uh, where he uh, basically you know shares with the fans what a day in his life is like. And uh all
3: right, what's up, everybody? This is Ivan Moody from Five Figure Death Punch. You're at my house. Uh, Case just came over, and uh, he's going to start getting my ass back in shape for the upcoming tours. So first things first, this is my pool. Every morning I wake up, I do my laps, and uh, we'll go from there. Right. That is correct. Do it. Give me some quick laps, dude, over the shoulder. Give me ten. A lot of people don't realize, that you know, what type of singer he is. It takes a lot of lung power to do what he does.
1: He he goes to uh, work out UFC but doesn't actually do anything but watch two Mm. guys fight. And then has a steak dinner, smokes a cigar, and then ends the whole thing with saying,
3: And uh, like I said earlier, I think after this, I'm going to go home, rewatch the UFC fights, and uh, eat a steak.
1: That's my favorite line of the whole thing. You're going to actually go re-watch a, a UFC fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, he's just so addicted, he just wants to watch it over and over again. Uh, but Ivan Moody, singer of Five Finger uh, Death Punch, uh, <laughs> he retired from heavy metal, or he's going to. Retire from heavy metal after one more album and one more tour with Five Finger Death Punch. That was the announcement he made on stage with his kids next to him. Now my the weird my first reaction was like, I'm sorry is is heavy metal like some restaurant that he's working at? Uh, Like to me, heavy metal is kind of a a term to describe a music genre. It's not like a time clock. You know what I mean? Um, uh, How does one actually retire? from an entity i guess
2: i'm not sure but uh i do i did notice when this video was made that it was made in Ball Arena which uh is right down the street from me basically in Colorado and It's called that, Ball? Oh, yeah, do you know those those fucking jars that that are like the ones that you see sometimes that are like in hipster places where you have lemonade in them and they're like the old Ones that you
1: would like you also use. Their when you say jars. lemonade, you mean piss, right? No.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh. I say I, the Ball.
1: Is... Okay. Yeah. The canning jars.
2: Ball yes, canning can- jars. Yes. So I'm not sure yeah. all the things that they make, but I'm not fucking kidding you. They own a goddamn or whatever it is. They've had, that's been ball the same arena. name in the arena. Okay. Yeah. But it sounds funny. Ball arena. Yeah. It um. Is. And uh, horny. so. <laughs> During this, we should mention, too, that, that when he's doing this whole retirement speech, he's on stage with his, I'm going to say, well, a teenager, whatever, his kids. Yeah, if he's young enough. daughter.
3: The last 15 years of my life, I have toured the world. I have seen every country, every city on this planet at least twice. That's a fact. And through that time, as many of you parents know, hard workers, I have missed a lot of time With my kiddos. So I made them a deal today, and I'm going to stick to it. After this year, I'm going to make one more Five Finger Death Punch album, and then I am retiring from heavy metal.
2: Young enough. He's got two younger kids on stage. And by the way, nothing wrong with that. Little dad moment. Nope. Nope. Little dad moment saying... You know, I'm retiring. I'm, you know, basically implying I'm going to spend more time with you guys, which the first thing I'm thinking of is does he fucking live in Colorado or does his kids <laughs> tour with him wherever he goes? Because I, my first I, I thing I found was, out recently,
1: uh, and I'll touch on this, but the different moms. So that. Compli- okay. I only mentioned that because it complicates where you're going with this a little bit.
2: Okay. So either they're touring with him or they just happen to go. With him at this this tour stop,
1: yeah, I guess it, it was that recent. So it was during the school year. Yeah, maybe right, they are right, in Denver. Right. Maybe he that, just knocks up Denver broads. <laughs> it is I, hot. I, place, he lives guy. in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, just come it's not that far away. <laughs> it just comes in. Yeah. But but literally, either way literally comes in. So he makes this
2: heartfelt yeah. like I'm gonna be done and, and like think, you know, the joke is the word's like, Thank God. You know what I mean? Like they put out the same album for the last five <laughs> five seconds. Six, well, six guys times. like you and me are like Thank yeah. Thank you. Thank Spend you. time, all this stuff like that. You know, uh but uh then uh as usual, what happens next, Baco?
1: He apologizes for retiring and didn't mean it.
2: Yeah. By the way, when I watched that video, it didn't look fucked up. Looked no, perfectly no, no, no. Sober. I,
1: I, yeah, yeah, I, I,
2: I, it looked like a legit thing. I was like, all right, well, you know, the guys.
1: I, I agree. I thought he meant it. And actually, I, I thought it would actually happen. And then he would undo it like a, like a proper band, like Motley Crue, like a week after you announce it, you know. <laughs> uh, but no, he, uh, he uh, I, I think it's because uh, apparently the band had no idea. And they're like, mm. they found out the same way you and I did. Like, <laughs> like Son of a like, bitch, our paycheck what? is over. What? What, you, what the fuck is that yeah. about? But, uh...
2: here's, here's the reason I was excited about it, Baco, was that for, for since 2010 onward, basically, Five Figure But Death Punch has been one of the headline acts at every fucking fest out there. I was like, thank God there's room for maybe somebody else.
1: Well, if you think nope. about it, though, I mean, it's still going to be a while, even if he did hold up, because one more album and one more tour cycle is probably four to five more years of, sure. of, of festivals. But And by then, oh, well. the kids are probably 28. <laughs> <laughs> There's some Minnesota math for you. Uh, so there yeah. you go. One That's one it. thing, things have changed a lot with, with the music. Now, if this was like the... The 80s or 90s were basically if you were married to somebody in a band, like, you know, that was one of the top bands, you know, that were, it was tour, album, tour, album, tour, album. Things that really aren't like that. You don't do an album every year like you used to. You don't go on these two and a half year tours like Metallica did, like, say, in 91 for the Black Album. Mm -hmm. You are, you do on like six week blasts at most. I think typically tours are now less than two months and then you don't see that band on tour again for a while, and they're not creating all this stuff. My point being is that I, I, I think the same thing when I hear like Tom Brady's wife, she deserves to be able to focus on her career, and it's time for him to sit at home. And I'm like, my God, you're a, first of all, you're a model. If you're yes. a high-end model, you would, you work, what, maybe 12 days a year? Yeah. And then Tom Brady has seven months off every year six if he goes to the Super Bowl but people actually are out there like working 40 hour weeks that see their kids less than these people could I don't know how much time they're spending with them but it's not like sudden like you have means you have money you can do things that other people can't do and you, and you get to like you, you can take a five week vacation with your kids can you do that Elsie Nope. That's what I'm getting at. Let's stop fucking pretending that this is just a great parenting move. I'm sorry. That's my rant. I don't give a fuck about Tom or Giselle or any millionaire that I don't know personally, which yes. is all of them, uh, <laughs> um, on how they handle their time away or time with their family. I don't care. I, I really don't care. But But... Football has one of the shortest seasons Of all professional sports And the idea that like Well I had to put my modeling career on hold No you didn't And I don't think you did And, and, And why do people care Just shut the fuck up Root for your fucking football team Jerk off to pictures of her in a magazine And move the fuck on Like a normal person
3: Stop being such a fucking Psycho
1: I'm a pissed that my head I wasn't picked up for for a headline in the last episode. It's a ridiculous man. It is ridiculous.
2: So he's back, so that's the retirement and unretirement of Five Finger Death Punch
1: uh and what a, else we got on a fun side note to that uh a drunk driver uh at a utah show where you were recently uh as mm. i called it the southwest the wisconsin of the southwest <laughs> uh <laughs> a drunk driver ran into a uh, a pole and uh, basically spared everybody at a five-finger death punch show of seeing the rest of the show
2: mm. so. okay all right so a little death joke there
1: nobody died Oh, okay. That's he good. He was drunk. <laughs> he didn't kill anybody. He killed the power. Thank God. Okay. As they would say in uh, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park,
3: kill the power, Bill, kill the power.
1: <laughs> Rip and destroy. Yes, exactly. Not so, right. yeah, he uh, he ripped and destroyed uh, Five Finger Death Punch Show. and uh, Awesome. Anyway. Yeah. And the weird thing is that, like, uh, the guitar player said one more reason not to drive drunk. And I'm like, this might be the first time that there's ever been, like, a uh, a, a PSA that would encourage driving drunk. (laughs) It's just like, this is
2: your brain. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs.
1: This is your brain on drugs driving into a pool knocking out the lights. <laughs>
2: yeah, but the whole time that the whole time that commercial is going on, you just hear like one of one of their fucking songs
1: blaring and then it just cuts out and they're like Ah. And the guy in the car is like all cut up head into the steering wheel and he's like that's better. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like how did whatever. And then I told uh, the guy at work up, Huge Blink 182 fan, and I hmm. told him that after we did recorded that episode, and he looked, he had known me for years, and he just assumed. He's <laughs> like, "No, I had no. I'm not the biggest Blink fan. I don't hate him, but I only own sure Enema of the State."
2: I know what you're saying. That there's the uh, the 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 only album I have is the one that has uh, the porn star on the on the the cover of it.
1: That's Enema of the State. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, what's it? Uh, Janine.
2: Janine. Yeah. Yeah. She never did uh, any. uh she was just girl on girl for quite a long time.
1: Yeah, Vince Neal, though, uh, he had a
2: sex tape with her. Mm-hmm, exactly. He broke her. After yeah. that point, she was all downhill from there.
1: Yeah. Uh, and if you've seen her lately, her and Jenna Jameson have uh, had a pretty rough uh, decade. Yes, I would say so. A lot of tats. Yeah, and, uh, well, let's just leave it well, at what's that.
2: Well, what's, what's the guy, The uh, you can leave this out of the show, but what's the guy, uh, J- Jesse
1: James James, or something like that? Or what's the guy, <laughs> oh, my the, God. The biker? What's Jesse his name? James. You've never seen my video where I do a Jesse James routine? I'm Jesse James. Uh, I, I think I have, but I'm saying, like, Jesse. I'm Jesse uh, for James. My, it's been a yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah he, he's the he one dated that ruined her, her, right? Yeah. Janine, he ruined her. Okay. Yeah, because the a UFC up. fighter beat up uh, Jenna. Mm. I think at UFC, maybe it was a boxer. I don't know. Beat her up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It never ends well. Porn
2: never starts and ends well, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, not, not a career for, uh, for your daughters out there. No. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, the reunion, of course, uh, while it, uh, it, it definitely um, it got people like Eric Miller excited, uh, mm. once tickets went on sale, the whole dynamic pricing thing suddenly reared its ugly head again. <sighs> it is unreal um to the point that my boy i t- mentioned at work he is not he is not planning on going unless like i told him i said just wait till the end you know like a few like the thing that you you've talked about before we, how you got your gnr tickets just wait till a couple days before the show right. you might mu- you might get good tickets for a, a pretty good price but Anyway, um I read an article that actually tied something together that I hadn't really thought of. You remember during the pandemic, one of the things that I thought would would be the best possible outcome would be that Ticketmaster and Live Nation basically go bankrupt. Nope. And go out. Yeah, of course they didn't. And it was wishful thinking. But really this dynamic pricing thing has been one of their ways to kind of pull themselves out of that quagmire and by quagmire I mean like not being able to fuck people over to the extent that you're it's, they could have survived without mm-hmm. doing this sure. you know what I mean but yeah they claim it's to stop scalping and uh because basically it it it, it forces people who really want to go to to go and and robots don't want to like at the last minute go, I am not paying $950 for tickets that were 10 minutes ago, $100. But uh, Yes. The the fun part is that uh, Mark Hoppus, bass player and uh, member of the band, he heard some of the frustration, so he went on and uh, he tried to buy tickets. So here's this quote. I understand that the ticketing can be frustrating. I bought tickets for two of our shows myself just to see what the experience was like. I had the tickets yoinked, love that, yoinked from my cart, and the whole thing crash out. Dynamic pricing. I'm not in charge of it. It's meant to discourage scalpers. We're trying to bring you the best possible show for the best price. This is a tour celebrating new music and the band getting back together. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I hope to see you at all the shows. And what a worthless fucking comment. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Don't even comment. Yeah. It's like, he, he, and what he does is basically like put all the onus, like, hey, nothing I can do about it, except for they can. Uh, the band has to sign off on this. The that is part of the article here. It says he conveniently leaves out the detail that the band has to actually uh, agree to letting Ticketmaster and Live Nation turn on those systems when their fans go to buy tickets. Fun fact, Elsie, apparently they were inspired by getting an Uber. You know how Uber does like uh, uh Of course it do. Which actually makes sense when you're talking about Uber. It's like if you need an Uber at one in the afternoon on a Tuesday to the airport, it probably is not that big a deal to find a driver. But right. if you're trying to be one of 20,000 people to get an Uber out of a concert you got drunk at- Mm-hmm. The demand is higher, and I'm all for it, except for I'm sure Uber actually screws over the drivers at some point. Uh, but anyway, th- this is the same shit we've talked about so much. We talk about free market and all this stuff. Basically, a face value doesn't exist on tickets anymore.
2: But I love the fact that that it actually shows the the contractor goes into that. I, I need to see that article for more information. But but I that that's what I'm saying. Like when that. Anytime somebody just washes the bands, wash their hands of it, or just say, like, it's not me, yep. it's all, it has to be. Somebody has to say, it's okay. This is what you can do. It's So I'm glad that that's, that I wasn't aware of. So that is not something that they can, they can control. If you want to say, I want a set price, they can put it in the contract, or I want dynamic right. price. So fuck Blink-182, anybody <laughs> that does that. Seriously, anytime you see that, just know Bruce Springsteen, all these bands, whatever it is, if there is a way that just says you can get these tiers of pricing, then
1: good. I'm glad to know that I have a a different way to solve scalping. Go back to making it illegal, man. Was
2: anybody actually arrested for it, though? I mean, probably six well, people.
1: There's a, you're talking about criminalization. I'm not talking about locking people up. I'm saying making it so Ticketmaster can't do this. You cannot put up a fucking brick and mortar goddamn Ticket King or StubHub outlet, and this is how you make your money. Oh, you I see. Yeah, yeah. So you, you want to make a scalping, uh, get rid of scalping? Just make it so you can't do it. They, they convinced people. That, like, well, why can't LC, who bought a ticket to a Guns N' Roses show for $50, sell it to me for $100 and make a little profit? What's wrong with that? But that's Hey, what's wrong with that? And if you want to legalize that and be very specific, like, it has to be literally that specific, then I'm okay with it. But what they did was they opened the door to basically make—we now have paperless ticketing. So— You can't even sell your ticket to me without telling Ticketmaster you're fucking doing it. And it's just fucking bullshit. It is just screwing over the people. And I don't want to hear any of this bullshit about the artists have to find creative ways to make money. Yeah, they do. Unless you're blank 182, you could sell every ticket in the place for $30. And pay for everything for the entire tour and go home with a big fat stack of cash. And not That's just right. them. I'm, I'm just, we're talking, I mean, say them because we're talking about them. But let's stop acting like you're the fucking glorious sons. You know what I mean? You're not fucking some new band. You're not the, 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 the lonely ones trying to get to the next show. You're given a flat, guaranteed fee from a promoter before you fucking book a bus. That's right. That covers everything.
2: Yes. And you know what this is making us? It's forcing me to go shop all kinds of different areas, get a Groupon ticket, blow up the QR code, find tiny print, find an old man that can't read it, and fucking sneak my way up to the front. That's what you're making me resort to. Damn right. And that's just wrong to that blind bastard. That's right. That guy should be retired. He should have a a good retirement plan. He shouldn't even be at the concert. Why the fuck should he be there listening to shitty Sammy Hagar songs with a bunch of people?
1: And how the hell is he getting paid twenty five dollars an hour for doing that? He doesn't deserve yeah, that. He doesn't deserve that. He can't he's even old, read
3: the screen.
1: He's an old fucking man. You see what
2: you've done to the the to to to, to your elders, Ticketmaster. Fuck you. You are hurting. The greatest generation that ever lived, and that's the Boomers.
1: Uh, the, the story does lose a little steam with me because it ends with tour dates. <laughs> Here's the shows you can go pay fucking dynamic pricing for. <laughs> it's a goddamn press release. Oh god, yeah, I have yeah. It's like it's actually pretty critical, and then like and here are the tour dates. Go see Blink 22 March May Fourth, Saint Paul Civic Center.
2: Oh, I'm exhausted, Baco. I've had two beers versus two coffees. You want to get I out of here? I am
1: looking at three. I've had three beers, uh, and All and right. only one that you would actually consider a beer. So uh, oh, it's basically, nice. uh, in, your, in your view, I've had one beer and two glasses of water. Okay. Uh, <laughs> We're even, then. Yeah, hey, you know, it feels like it's been a while since we talked, you know. Um, so it's good to catch up with you, and... uh Uh, apologies for all the chippiness earlier, but, uh, um, I'm trying to come up with a really lame excuse to, to justify it. Uh, my cat, (laughs) my, my my cat looked at me and said, where's my food? So yeah,
2: that's probably why. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's fine. Don't worry about it. I heard Lego tonight too, by the way, shut that fucking dog up.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I
1: don't
2: don't think you are are, (laughs) now that we've insulted each other.
1: You want to get out of here? Yeah, man. Rock is not dead. It's dynamic. God, Yeah, I I, uh, I I worked on a six minute roast with you once as far as co-writer, and it was uh, one of the, the, the most one miserable, of the greatest things we ever released, one of the most miserable experiences of my life. So and uh. the greatest one I've ever had. <laughs> this is yes, yeah, it's, it's the yin it's and yang, perfect. yin and yes. yang. Yeah. yeah,
2: my yin, your yang.
1: Yeah, there you go.